And it says we're live. I guess we're live. So welcome back to Everything EOS, the longest running EOS podcast. I am your host, Zach Gall, and I have an echo in my ear of the video from my uh, YouTube tab. I'm here with Eve LaRose, the co-founder of the number two voted block producer in the entire world on the EOS public network with 325 million votes, $1.5 billion worth of tokens. I think I already said your name, but if I didn't, I am here with Eve LaRose. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up? How's it going, man? I love the enthusiasm. It's great, I feel man. like I'm at a wrestling match. Like, it, that's, is, that's, dude. That's... it is wrestling. It's, it, it's, it's, you got to get hyped for this stuff, man. People, it's pretty crazy. People expect us to bring the heat today. Uh, I, I want to get into voice. bringing the heat. Uh, we, we, we tested something before we went live. We are going to let Eve have his first impression of voice via me and my account. I'm going to share my screen with Eve later on in this podcast, and we're going to see his genuine reactions on voice. I'm going to let him comment on people's posts on my behalf, and we're <laughs> going to get into it. But first, we got to get into the main net, man. There's been so much yeah. going on. This is the stuff that nobody else is privy to because nobody else is in the top 21 except <laughs> except for you right now my friend so I, I saw the blog article yesterday i'm gonna pull it up on the screen uh but i'll just let you start talking uh now yeah <laughs> so like thanks thanks for the intro man that's awesome um i i if you couldn't see from one when, when zach said it earlier uh we just before starting recording here just before going live here he gave me a glimpse to see if i could control uh his screen through through uh my pc and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get a chance to play with voice. So I got like a, a two second <laughs> chance to see. And you so stopped, I'm, I'm generally stopped. really excited about this. For this. We're, we're gonna yeah, it's going to be a genuine reaction because I haven't, I, I've, I've seen the post and stuff, but I haven't played around with it. I'll get my chances. So I'm super excited for that. You know um, it's, it's early morning here. This video on voice to get some voice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice we'll, we'll get into voice i really want to get into main that though because everyone's yep. been talking about voice all weekend it's almost redundant at this point but we're going to hammer them with it anyway i really want to know what's been going on with the main that because i don't think people understand the amount of collaboration that's going on am amongst all the top 21 I, it's crazy like i uh so it's it's early morning now i've been in japan now for three months uh, to be a little bit closer to to Asia to go around and uh, ensure that everything on this end is working well. Obviously, with us being in the top 21, there's an opportunity there to just strengthen the bonds. Uh, in Asia, being in a closer time zone just makes things easier to be able to collaborate, reach consensus on certain ideas that we've been working on that I think we'll touch upon later on in the show. Uh, and one of the things is, yeah, over the last two months, three months or so, uh, there's been some issues with the main that 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 people perceived, right? We were we were seeing uh, essentially what it is is like flooding conditions, just an absurd amount of transactions trying to get through. And I'll try to give some analogies on on what that is. But we did publish an article uh, trying to summarize uh, a little bit of everything the other day. You're pulling it up there, um, and, and essentially because of the time zone difference, I've been going to bed at three or four in the morning daily. Uh, and waking up really early. So I only got a couple of hours of sleep last night. So I apologize if I look like I just woke up because I did maybe 15, <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Um, and really what it's been, it's it's just been a crazy amount of work in the back end. Um, now I'm not the, the engineer, that's Matt. So all the credit for everything I'm talking about today really goes out to Matt, our CIO, who's the one 
in the back end, doing all of these changings uh, in partnership with with Block One and the other top twenty one, really ensuring that the the back end work, uh, you know, that is is really solid and is able to handle essentially all of the transactions that are trying to be pushed on mainnet. Um, and the best way that I can explain it is uh, prior to let's say early November, uh, give or take early November, we were receiving give or take forty million transactions a day. Um, and we were able to, you know, do that. And the way I can picture it is like, imagine that there was a big venue, there's a big, you know, a, a big hall or a big convention hall or something like that. And everybody was outside lining up really, really nicely, one by one, all behind each other. And they all have their, their ticket to come in and basically let them in one at a time. So we're able to handle 40 million people coming in, uh, but they're all lining up really, really pretty. And all those people are, uh, you know, they're simple people. There's nothing wrong with them. All their tickets are good. Nobody lost their ticket. Nobody forgot their ideas. There's nothing wrong with it. Everything is really, really nice. And uh, with the the coming of, of the mining that happened uh, and the, the, the sheer amount of, uh, of transactions that were being pushed uh, as of November, imagine that it's the same condition. So we're still... Uh, even to this day, roughly uh, processing 40 million transactions per day. But the really big difference is there's no lineup now. The people aren't lining up nicely one by one. It's flooding conditions. And so we're talking about like there's one door or two doors to get through. And now people are just scattered. It's a mega parking lot, just you know, full mob worth of people that are just trying to come in. Some of them have their tickets. Some of them don't. Some of them in groups of 10 people. Some of them are alone. So the, comp the, the transactions themselves are way more complex. Um, and there's just so many of them and we have to filter out everything. So we're not filtering, we're not, we're not filtering what kind of transactions, but we have to process them in order. And working in these flooding conditions is what really, really stressed out the mainnet. Um, and why that's a good thing and why like this, over the last two months, the, the level up, let's say the amount of experience that the block producers got, but not just, not just the block producers themselves, but the software, the hardware, a block one, basically running through this, this actual ongoing, because it's not done, we're still in flooding conditions, running through this kind of state of the mainnet uh, and being able to handle things accordingly, properly, efficiently, uh, and by things I mean the, the transactions basically, going through that state and going through that that series of events uh, is incredibly, incredibly important because the, the mainnet will always now, like I, I don't foresee a time where we're not in flooding conditions, uh, a time where there's not tons of people trying to get into this venue at the same time. Fine. And so in order to be able to process uh, transactions more efficiently, we need to kind of always now run in a normal state, which is a flooding state. But and going to expected. that is this, like two months worth of work. This is where we always expected to be, though, with flooding conditions. We didn't expect For sure. it like this year. Yeah, but, but you, can't, you can't simulate that on a test net. You can't simulate the human behavior. I mean, you can simulate certain situations on, on a test net, and you try to simulate it as much as possible. But the real world kind of mess that happens, which is which is basically the state that we're in, the real world, you can't really simulate that, that we knew it was going to come at some point, but we couldn't really prepare for it. The software couldn't prepare for it. Uh, the hardware could prepare for it, which is why we started off with the hardware. So we went through a series of, of, of very concrete steps to try and isolate the problem, first of all, to try and figure out like what's going on, what can we do with this? so that everything runs smoothly. Because that's at the end of the day, 
we need to have a mainnet that whatever comes its way, it can handle it. And so going through those steps, going through kind of the different iterations, removing the variables, making changes uh, at different levels, either it be hardware, software, even architecture. So we've even changed the way that we actually process blocks uh, and then making improvements to the core code itself, like all of that in parallel in a decentralized fashion and in asynchronous time, because we've got people in all time zones where certain things require, um, you know, certain steps to be taken at certain times by certain actors, but you're in a decentralized fashion. We went through Christmas, New Year, Chinese New Year, uh, coronavirus, like all of this nonstop. It's, it's insane the amount of work that, that's going on, the coordination and the amount of work that's going on by everybody. And it's not something that only a few people can do. It's not like EOS Nation is doing it alone. Everybody has to do it. Everybody's got to participate. Everybody's got a role to play. Now, obviously, all of the different top 21 are maybe not putting in the same, um, uh, they're not, they don't have the same competencies or the same, I guess, strengths. And so certain people focus on certain parts of the work um, and certain people are more proactive in certain parts, reactive on certain parts, but it requires 100% of the people. Uh, and, and so, and even we saw that throughout the process, we also needed backs up, backups. And so the SBPs that were close by helped out we also brought in some key technical folks that, that we knew were really, really strong that could help out. So those people also came in to kind of try to help out the, you know, the, the state that, that we're in, that we're going to continue to be in. However, if you, if you notice, like if you ported, if you showed your screen, we saw at some point it was becoming really unstable. We we're missing blocks, missing rounds. Um, and now it's back down to like, we're able to efficiently, I think yesterday, it was the first day in a long time, zero microforks which is huge. Zero Microforce yeah, so, is a system running perfectly. So about a week or two ago, everything was really bad. I, I was like doing double yeah. transactions on Nudex. Now that, that was the yeah. Microforce happening. What, what exactly was, was happening there? I think that's what this, is this, that with this graphic up on the screen kind of? Uh, no, so that's the new, that's the new kind of architectural design that we're using in the background in, in terms of how block producers share information and process information. So how do we filter out information? By filter, I don't mean filter as in sensor. I mean, how do you organize the information so that you can process it more efficient, efficiently? So that's that, that, that kind of schema right there. If you go up, uh, I think it's at the beginning, beginning, the red and blue. Yeah, go up, 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 there you go, that thing, right? So that's the amount of missed blocks and missed rounds. Now, the graphic here only starts in, in January, but if we actually go back to November is when it really started. And we're talking about like those, each of those data points are, um, are one day. Uh, so they represent one day. And th so that's another one that you see. I guess I'm seeing it at a, a lag of what you're doing. Um, yeah, I'm looking for, where on, uh, where on Aloha could I see those missed blocks? Uh, so you'd have to go to tools. And it's going to be block, block producer performance. Uh, reliability tracker, there you go their reliability tracker so we'll, and big we'll shout out to big shout out to uh, Aloha EOS for um, providing basically these tools. Look at this, like, just look how crazy that is. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and even if you just actually zoom out just for the fun of it, time frame right now, you got three months, do all time. Boom. So you see when mainnet launch launched, 
obviously we were we were getting a handle on things software at that period it's more software optimization obviously hardware optimization as well but it's really like a lot of multiple iterations and so since september 18 september 2018 uh by the graph so you can see that the mainnet was running pretty smoothly um essentially because you know hardware had been optimized software in general had been optimized the amount of transactions like i was saying everybody was lining up properly there was no really flooding conditions november starts boom we start having crazy transactions november 2019 and then if you look at january boom miss yeah, miss rounds miss start blocks. yeah miss blocks right and then we get miss rounds as well so at some point it was it was uh, some block producers, and this is not to the fault of their own, so they do share some responsibility, obviously, but some block producers at some point were missing like 60% of all blocks, 70% of all blocks sent their way. So when you as a user on your end, essentially you're trying to use Nudex or you're trying to use an application and your transaction simply not going through and you have to re-click on it, re-click on it, re-click on it. And it just either doesn't get processed or it gets completely rejected. That's the user experience that I'm talking about in flooding conditions that we just couldn't handle. There's just so, too many people at the door. Working through these problems, who was one of the top software supporters ever? And, and I'm talking about Block One. We Block like, One, man. <laughs> it's it's so like, just to give you an idea, like when I said earlier that we went through Christmas, we went through New Year, because um, mentioning those two and not Chinese New Year, because Block One staff typically are are, are Western folks. Um, and so during the Christmas period, during New Year's period, there wasn't one day that we weren't on the line on a daily basis with Block One, uh, whether it be like Sunday night, Monday morning, on Christmas Day, the next, the next day after, you know, Boxing Day, whatever, New Year's, New Year's Eve, every day we're, you know, we're, we're in chats and we're sending logs to Block One, we're putting in some issues into GitHub, they're working on it, we can see, like, this is public, everybody can go and see. No, you froze up. Uh-oh, I think I might have lost him. I think I might be by myself. Eve, come back. All right, I'm just going to continue on my own here. So the, the reason I wanted to bring up all of the mainnet stuff uh, beforehand, give Eve a second. Um, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because um, we always talk... Come on, man. All right, it's because we always talk about the, um, the obviously the, hold on, let me pull it up. The show must go on Phoenix, you're right, man. The transition here, we had a transition plan. It was to basically bring up the, the whole where will voice be hosted question. Obviously we're in the beta. Uh, for the beta, nobody expected to be on the main net. I don't know how long uh, the beta is going to last, but uh, in the FAQ of voice, this has been public for a while. It says, where will voice be hosted? And it says, well, voice is in beta and in a highly iterative state. It'll be run on a purpose-made EOSIO blockchain. And in time, they would like voice to leverage the EOS public blockchain and potentially others uh, that can meet the performance and governance demands of voice. So pretty much uh, the, the point we're trying to make here is that the EOS public blockchain is collaborating and doing everything in their power to meet their performance and governance demands. Um, even I were talking about this before we went on the air uh, about uh, what we think it means by governance demands. So whenever you think of governance demands, uh, on, on one hand, you might think of um, 
like governance, like the voting and like the one token, one vote or the one token, 30 votes. Um, but what we think is governance is like, how quickly could you upgrade the system if there's a problem? Um, and, and that's what block one and, and the top 21 have been doing throughout the last month is, is kind of collaborating and, and fixing bug after bug after bug. Um, I obviously can't explain all of these different patches and upgrades that, that went on on the mainnet. Uh, but according to Eve, there, there's there's a group chat of, I think, the top 22 block producers. And that's because 21 and 22 rotate so frequently. But everyone's in communication. Nobody's slouching. Anytime there's been a critical patch that needed updated, it's been done within like 24 hours or, or 48 hours or, or whatever that time frame was. So they're, they're proving that they're able to uh, be agile here and be able to patch updates quickly. Um, and I, I wish Eve was here to um, raw take. I, I, yeah, I'll just, uh, I'm off my game here. So I'll just read Phoenix's questions here. Uh, raw take, first impressions of voice. Uh, raw take was that I love the voice it game. So basically being able to uh, voice up and up people's posts to get it to the top. Uh, the mechanics of it is super addictive. So basically, uh, I had like the worst writer's block over the weekend. So I wasn't able to um, think of anything great to write. So the only ways to earn voice tokens are to either, Eve, you're back. Let me get you in here. I was, I was dying in here. Hold on. I got to allow him to talk. He's back, everybody. Um, Crazy. But, uh, all right. So I got I to gotta fill you in a little bit here. Um, block one and, and the top 21, basically super collaborative through Christmas, through New Year's, through all of the micro forks, through all of the problems. It's basically been 24 seven, almost like a dedicated support team in a way. Mm. Oh yeah. The block one's been great. Um, I mean, things were getting so hot here. My computer couldn't even handle it. So it kicked me out. <laughs> it actually froze. Terrible. That's how, that's how hot things were getting. So I told everyone the point I was trying to make is that the EOS public network is doing everything they can to meet the performance and governance demands for voice and, and mm. just for ourselves. We want to have a functioning public network here. Oh yeah. Um, but to get into, oh man, I'm all over the place now. This all gonna... over the place. All yeah, over the I place. had to go into voice because I couldn't talk about your stuff. <laughs> um, man, I, I guess we'll, we'll just have to, I guess skip some of the other stuff. I did want to ask you about the WPS. Any updates on that? It's it's still ongoing on the mainnet? So it is still ongoing. Uh, for those of you who are a little bit more detective-minded, I'm sure that you can find out the portal is live. Uh, the contracts have been running on, on test nets now for quite some time uh, because we've been you know ensuring that that everything runs smoothly. Um, uh, but now that the portal was hidden, now the portal's actually live. Uh, however, uh, we're still keeping it private in the sense that we're not sharing the information right now. Uh, we're getting some key folks to actually test it out. So uh, more of the contract side, making sure that you know, contracts work as perform uh, as, as intentioned, uh, making sure that the code is right, that kind of thing. 
Uh, and so over the next, I'd say maybe week and a half or two weeks, we're then going to be releasing it into the wild for uh, basically everybody to be able to try and test out uh, to see kind of getting you know, getting familiar with the parameters are getting familiar with the actual platform, which is super simple. There's, there's nothing complicated. Uh, and it, in hopes of eventually then putting it up as a, a MSIG, it's going to be a series of MSIGs. Uh, to see if the twenty one uh, agree with the concept, agree with the parameters, the the you know the general gist of it, uh, and then hopefully the idea is that we have a functioning WPS in less than a month. That's huge. That is huge. Yeah, it's, and it's, just it's, remind I mean, everyone if you want to ask me any questions, because yeah, people want to hear about voice. We got to get in the voice, but yeah, I have one one, yeah. one question, and that is just to remind yeah. everyone where the funding for this WPS actually comes from. Okay, so one of the things when we did the design, we had one important variable that that obviously is the most important variable. Where do funds come from? And do we have any restrictions in terms of where they can come from? So yes, obviously funds need to be sustainable. Um, and so it, that, was a, that was a very important uh, you know, design decision to make. And then no, funds cannot come from inflation. So if they can't come from inflation, but you need kind of a big chunk, uh, a pool to be accessed, uh, what could we do? So the funds are, uh, and that was kind of complicated, but we're lucky with EOS because for the first, uh, I think it was up until May, might get the dates wrong, but May 2019 or so, I think May, May 1st, 2019 is when Rex launched. Prior to Rex launching, all of the name fees and RAM fees went into the name fee account, the RAM fee account. When Rex launched and since Rex has launched, all the RAM fee and name fees have been, you know, being funneled into, into Rex profits. But prior to that, all the fees accumulated for a period of time. So those were administrative fees. They're basically voluntarily donated or paid for. Uh, and they're not accessed and they can't be put into Rex because they're prior to Rex even being launched. And so we've got this pool of roughly 3.5 million EOS that's sitting there. Um, and what we wanted to do was access funds, but not in a way where, um, you know, you get a full access to funds. So essentially the way that the WPS is designed is that there's 50,000 EOS up for grabs on a monthly basis, uh, but they're not directly from the name fee and RAM fee. Every month, the idea is that there's going to be an MSIG so that the block producers have to decide whether or not they still agree with this system on a monthly basis. And they transfer over 50,000 EOS. So at any point in time, there's only 50,000 EOS, give or take, because there's going to be administrative fees, that kind of stuff, but in the WPS account. And then basically WPS items go up on a 30-day cycle. If the whatever proposals get, get approved, they get paid out. Most likely, the majority of the 50,000 doesn't get used, and then it just gets top-upped. Uh, so top up from there we're, we're getting some action in the live chat phoenix asks what are some of the items Honey. on mainnet that nation hopes to address with the wps system and i guess address sonata and how this won't be a honeypot or if or if you think yeah. maybe it will well, it can't, it can't, well it see it can't be a honeypot because yeah, you exactly. never have access to funds that's the thing is, is there's never you're limited by nobody can come out and say, I want to 150,000 EOS this month to do something. That's not a thing because there's 50,000 maximum. And the way that it's set up now, we're, if we go into too many details, but the it's, it has nothing to do with burn. This is not inflation. So that's why what, what people, are the top, we're, we're going to have what, information. But the what, big what, thing that we want to do items, top items, top back end stuff. We still need to work on mainnet backend. We still need to improve the capabilities of EOS as a software. 
And so for us, the one thing that I'm still very, very much interested in is uh, better API structures. It's more history nodes. It's, uh, you know, we're still using history deprecated V1 for some things. Uh, and we, we switched on to Hyperion, but we need more nodes for that. And we need more infrastructure for that. It would make sense to have dedicated nodes throughout the world uh, run by, by really, really proficient teams. And those are not dependent on BP rewards, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, so anyways, I don't want to go into too yeah, much detail. Let, let, okay. It's not inflation. I can see comments. <laughs> and, it's not inflation, so you can't burn right. it. It's it's not the same. <laughs> All right. It's, so we, we, we had a touchy subject here. We got to get into voice, mm, man. I, I mm. think in, instead of let, instead of getting into voice all willy-nilly like we planned to, I think we just got to do the let Eve jump into it live for his oh, first man. time. Yeah, but hold on. Let me give you control of my mouse here. Oh, man. It's all you, man. You you should have control. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. How do I? I don't know. I don't see my mouse. I can click on the tabs that I know because that's the only thing we tried earlier. Could I click on tabs? Let me try to. I just clicked on another tab. There's obviously a delay. Oh, this is a good one. This oh, is a good yeah. This is a okay, really how good do I post. go down, though? How do I actually? Oh, I'm scrolling down. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. This is awesome. This is a good post. So this is from James Mart. This is something I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. He actually dug through, he did like the developer tools and did some chain inspects and pulled some great information from the voice blockchain. And I guess Eve, if you want to kind of call out some of these bullet points, uh, we could. Information uh, stores the IPFS, a voice has block producer named producer. Shay. Yeah. So they'd be running with Ron producer. So people are asking like, why aren't they running on mainnet? Because in a, in a highly iterative state, when you're in a beta, you wouldn't want to be running. Um, what, what I mean by highly iterative state is you're going to be making a lot of changes. And so if you're going to be making changes continuously, and we're talking about potentially changes you know, on a daily basis, multiple times a day, you don't want to have to reach consensus with 15 out of 21 block producers every time you want to make a change to your core contracts. Because I would imagine that at some point, if you truly want to have a decentralized application, you're going to need to give away those contracts to MSIG. So either you're going to null it and it's going to be basically up to the block producers, uh, or you're going to MSIG it internally. You're going to have key trusted individuals or organizations that are going to be part of this. And so right now in a highly iterative state where you're making continual changes, you want to have just one block producer, uh, obviously for speed and, and performance that, enhancements as that's well. That's exactly what they have is one producer. That's, uh, that, one well, that's what they have, producer. which is awesome. And the, the look of this is really nice. Like this is super clean, super clean UI. I'm really liking this. Uh, very simple. I like that the little, I'm, I'm going to move my little thing here. I like that the comments and the likes stay. So wherever you go down, whenever I was scrolling down, that stays there. You got your voice it. I, I would imagine that those are your tokens. You still have. Yeah. So my tokens, I have 3.7K. If you click that. Okay, so you made tokens. Yeah, so didn't you start? Uh, didn't everybody start off with three thousand? You start out with three thousand tokens, and then you get a hundred tokens per day right now. Yeah, but uh, it hasn't been seven days. No, um, uh, so the voice of game. I was talking a little bit before uh, you you got back here, and th there's two ways you can earn tokens. One is by playing the damn game. To play the game, here here's what I'm going to take over here. So I'm just going to click on all. What you do is you find a, a post. So I only have 3.7K tokens. So like, I'm not gonna try to voice any of these big posts. But what I try to do is you try to find a, a post that you think other people will enjoy and outvoice you. You want people to outvoice you. So if you guys yeah. remember- Yeah, Pixel, Pixel Masters, Master. Yeah. yeah. 
So let's see, Shane Michael Calfee, why decentralization is important. So uh, it's not a, it's not a deep enough post. I'm sorry. I'm and sorry, it's gonna Shane. cost you. Ah, I see. So it's gonna cost you seven hundred to voice that particular one. If, and if twenty four hours else, elapses, if nobody outvoices okay. you, so it's yours. So this is Brendan Espinoza, uh, strong, former strong block, former block one guy. Yeah, Brendan. Uh, shout out to Brendan. I'll voice his post. So it only, it only cost me fourteen uh tokens to voice it so if, if no one out voices me big deal i lose 14 tokens and i'm supporting brandon to get him more uh exposure now i am the top voice at the top of the screen boom and if someone out voices me i get what did i gamble i gambled with 12 tokens so i get 14 oh i get my 14 tokens back plus, plus. a 10 percent profit yeah uh, so that's the, that's how I've been accumulating tokens. I've been a little bit more risky. Like I've caught in Dan Larimer posts Ooh. with like Ooh. 700 voice tokens to outvoice someone. So I'm like, oh, oh sweet. Wow. If someone's gonna outvoice me for Dan post. So in that <laughs> in that case, I voice it. I spend 700 tokens. If nobody outvoices me, I, I lose the tokens. But I supported Dan. Uh, if someone outvoices me, I get nice. all 700 of my tokens back plus 70 tokens profit. Mm. Um, but the real, the real gainers here are the content creators. The content creators get roughly 33% of the final voice. So after 24 hours of not getting a, um, a, a voice, a new, a new top voicer, th the post just kind of freezes and whoever was the top voice remains the top voice. And if you look at these numbers, like the current state of EOS blockchain, this guy's got 3.7 or holy shit. They just say 4.8 up top. So this post here, uh, uh, Robert, is that a, that's the dude from US Detroit. That's Rodrigo. Uh, he, he voiced this post for 4.8 thousand voice tokens. So if Can you choose, you can't choose how much you voice it for, right? It's the automatic it's next step 10%. in the game. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it, well, it's, it's previous price plus 30% actually. Um, but the author here, since that post is up to 4.8 K tokens, the author is entitled to about 33% of that. So over a thousand tokens are being earned by this author right here in just one post. So this is the incentivization model with, with, with voice tokens. It's amazing. The authors get rewarded the most, but people like me who aren't necessarily writing a post, but they're trying to like scope out and find viral content before other people do, I could also be rewarded. I've earned almost all of my tokens by doing that. I've just been on the prowl looking for uh, like posts from James Mart, Peter Kay, or Dan Larimer, basically. See, like I'm, I'm reading this and it says that uh, this is awesome. First of all, I love the love the look, super smooth. I uh, love kind of the, 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 the general design, the general feel. I like the fact that you had the different feeds on the side and that I can go in a particular subject. So I would imagine that when I'm creating a post, I can tag or I can put basically a tag on what kind of post or which, you know, which feed it should go in, uh, which is very cool. In so some of the can you reply to this guy? Because he's saying like, "What's the current state of the blockchain? We need yeah, block one to, to give us." Why don't, why don't you leave him a comment? You got to so like, what, Are we able to link to the article that we had before? Can you uh, link to out external links? Yeah, of course. You can drop any link. I mean, we should say, "Hey, you want to? You know, you want to? Hey, look at the the current state of the blockchain." Oh, so yeah, well, Eve I'll posting get, via Eve wait, posting via Zach. All right, here you go. You're in control. I think. All right, let me try to, if I move my thing, can I actually write? I don't, I'm not sure if I can write. 
No, I don't think I can write. Oh no. Oh, maybe. Can you? Maybe. All right. For I guess, can, can you write on my behalf? I'll write on your behalf. You. Is that okay? Can you put like for for uh for an up to date uh for an up to date uh <laughs> look at the current status of mainnet? Check out this post. Many improvements. Much love, Eve. E via Zach's account. There you go. E via Zach's account. Live. Am I am I perhaps the first person outside of voice to do something in voice for sure live on camera? This is the first Canadian to make a post. Uh, yeah, that's true. Oh, on voice. are you actually are you are you uh, going against the the terms and conditions by letting a Canadian? I think a Canadian, I am. not even in Canada, Canadian in Japan, writing a post on a U.S. only platform. I think first that's... time ever. I think so. <laughs> and think and so. I, we voiced the post, the first Canadian Jap Japan dual citizen yeah. voice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we voiced Brandon Espinoza's post there. Um, yeah, so there's some other good stuff in here. Um, I'm just going to find it here. So um, I'm on my profile. Settings uh, coming soon. You got listeners. You're listening, which I guess is the equivalent of followers and following. Ashley James Whitner, Ash Oro. Wow, his last name's Whitner? He's, he's yeah, living a lie. Of course, uh, of course. Oro is gold because he was a gold bug. That makes sense. I didn't know that was a nickname. Mm. So Dan, Dan's made some great posts. Uh, and everyone on voice, uh, you need to go look at Dan's post because he was actually posting about three or four days before voice went live. So these posts mm. weren't really going viral. Uh, if you stay down there, the, the article why a blockchain is a better application server database architecture. For those of you who want like a really condensed, uh, yeah, he posted this on Medium as well. But if you want a really condensed, very well written, um, you know, sales pitch, if you're going out to uh, applications or you're going out to businesses and you're, you're, you're trying to explain to them why blockchain is good, that post is awesome. A very, very well written um excellent post so i recommend that one it was just like uh even more clear than his speech in washington dc it was like hitting all the same points though and it was great yeah um so this post is interesting i'm not uh, i'm not gonna click and read into it but what kind of uh, that's the old one Tushin that's uh like? is i think that's he, the he refers to his old one he gives a link oh it's a new it. one yeah, no one's even read this, so I'm sharing this. Uh, Actually, here we go. Wait, here's what I'm going to do, fella, or fellas, women. I'm going to take a full screen <laughs> shot, so capture entire page. This is live, everybody. I am sharing voice with the world. I shared it with a Canadian, and now I'm going to share Dan's post. I'm going to copy the image. You guys aren't going to, oops, you guys aren't going to see this, but in the Everything EOS Telegram channel, uh, that's t.me front slash underscore underscore Wait, front slash everything underscore EOS. I am going to share this post as an image live. There it is. So if you go into the everything EOS uh, Telegram channel, you'll see this post here of Dan talking about the new constitution. Uh, I'm happy to do that with any of these posts that we're going to talk about today uh, while, while just scrolling through here. Uh, I will take full screen screenshots of any of these posts that people outside of the United States and outside of voice don't have access to. There, there's a lot of a lot of great content. People asked earlier, what are what are my favorite parts of voice and maybe some least favorite parts? My favorite part is by far the quality of the content. Uh, we're not gonna have time to go through every post today, 
but the quality of content is really good. People are putting a lot of effort into this because they're being greatly incentivized to do so. People are realizing- Yeah, and they they have to stand behind what they write because of the KYC. So we all know that now Ash is Ash Whitner, right? And so he has no choice. If he's going to write something, he's writing it under his real name. And that makes a difference. And Plus I, you're incentivized to, to write good content with the uh, tokenomics. I have um, this, uh, what, do you, what do you mean Sonata with sound is hard? Who, who sounds messed up here? Sorry, guys. Probably uh, mine. On, on this post here, it says that Dan was using the iOS voice app. So like the native app right now it's, uh, just like a web-based application, but they, it seems like they do have an iOS app probably in test flight being tested internally or potentially waiting for approval uh, from the app store. So I, I think once we get the native apps, that'll add some nice functionality. One of the things I don't like about this is I don't have push notifications. Uh, that's like a big part of social media addiction is getting the notifications <laughs> whenever you get a comment or whenever someone likes or voices your post. So I definitely want to want to get those. Um, someone asked, what was the KYC onboarding process? I was expecting that question. This girl here, Samantha Shabani made uh, an amazing uh, video. I, I have the link to this YouTube in the description of the video you're watching right now, this live stream, I have the link to this woman's, uh, YouTube video. And in this video, it's, it is a complete walkthrough of the KYC. So you get to see every single screen from whenever they're asking for your identity information to your phone number, to your name, to your driver's license, to taking your selfie. If you want to see it the whole way through, I don't think you got to watch all 23 minutes of it, but you, you could, if you wanted to, this is by far the best. I, I, I regretfully forgot to record while I was signing up and it didn't let me go backwards. <laughs> so Samantha took care of this. So if anyone's wondering about the KYC process, it was as smooth as it could possibly be for a KYC process. Um, all right, Eve, uh, you want to click around anymore? What are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, well, that's I'm trying to, because of the lag, right? There's, there's delay obviously with uh, the screen share. Uh, but this is cool. Like I want to go see what I like about this is uh, again, the feed. I'm, i I really like that part that you're going to be able to tag your content. So let's say go in philosophy. Oh philosophy. no, somebody's, Sorry, somebody's I'm, moving I, around. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, you're, you're the one moving around, obviously. See, but... Pete's someone that's been ridiculous he's been writing so many posts uh yeah. not much feedback 1.1k <laughs> so he got he the author gets 33 percent of all of this so he made over 300 voice tokens here another 300 voice tokens here how so, can you tell that those are done though is there a you, way for you to see whether it's still ongoing only if you click into it and it says winning voice so mark woods okay so it did win so it's done okay yeah so this is beta, obviously, but like I, I've been talking with like Peter Kay and James Mart and, and like a different chat about like what this could potentially be. So right now, like the winning voice is Mark Edward Woods. We all know Mark Woods. He's great, great, great guy. Uh, he's been on the show before. But imagine if uh, right now it's just people. But imagine like once companies are allowed on here and and like I think after B one June they announced that companies will eventually be allowed, but they're not going to earn daily voice tokens. So they only get voice tokens if they pay for them. What if like the winning voice is almost like an advertisement for, for that company or something? Like you could put a banner here. There, there's a lot of different options here. Um, and as far as- oh, yeah, uh, the, the incentivization, uh, I guess, gamification potential with, with this is just huge. Like you just mentioned, if, if I'm a company and I'm not allowed to 
you know, participate in this in the same way, or if the the, the me mechanisms for me to participate in this are different than yours. But like you said, if I'm able to, you know, back somebody that I know clearly has a lot of, of supporters, and you know, the, the amount of voice uh, for a particular post has gone up. And so there's a lot of eyes, a lot of attention. And I'm willing to get some of that attention, like you said, in order to get eyes on my product or get eyes on my company or, or me or whatever my business uh that's a cool gamification feature that i think people will go for it of course why not that's it's advertising but at a much potentially cheaper cost someone asked about the kyc hack so th yeah. this, this made a big controversy so he got i he, he won <laughs> so whenever you do this this means he voiced his own post and then no one outvoiced him this is where you get kind of screwed and you end up burning a bunch of tokens uh, so voice also seems to be deflationary because every time you voice a post, 33% of, of, uh, the 10% that gets added onto the previous bidder actually gets burned. So I think that mm. ends up being like three or 4% of the total bid gets burned every single time. This is happening constantly. Uh, but what Pete did was in, a, in his profile picture here, you could kind of see the little version. It's just basically this picture, which I was actually next to him. This is in Israel in Tel Aviv. <laughs> And he put some text in the background. So this was kind of like a workaround on the KYC platform. But uh, we did it. And I did it too. Like if you guys look at my image, this is my profile image I use on all of my social media. So we both kind of gamed the system a little bit. But it was in like a white hat hacker kind of way. Pete obviously reported it on here. And then we've been in touch with uh, certain people from Block One. Uh, because they want us to kind of do this stuff. Like we're not trying to be yeah, malicious. Yeah, that's the whole point of a beta. Uh, and they did say that there's going to be hacker one bug bounties for all of you mm. other white hat hackers out there that are trying to like just break stuff. Uh, that's what they want. Uh, so there's plenty of opportunity there. Uh, other cool stuff. You mentioned the feeds. So these are like just the original tags here. Uh, mm. I'll, let, I'll let you click around. I'm, I, I keep taking it over. I act like. Well, it's because I click, but it, it actually takes it's just so slow. Oh, there you um, go. Okay. One of the cool things uh, that was mentioned in one of the blog articles that came out, I believe, I don't remember when it came out, but it said something about the tags. So these tags on the left, those are actually going to be for sale. There's going to be an auction system. So you think about the auction, the name bidding system on EOS, where you bid for like names, like short namespaces. But on here, there's going to be a bidding system for your own tags. So maybe there will eventually be an EOS tag and everyone's going to compete to bid for this tag and the ownership of that domain. So the way I envision it would be like owning a community on Reddit, for example. So like who owns like the Bitcoin Reddit or whatever. I think that all of these tags are going to be for sale. And I think there might even be a way to like kind of decentralize it amongst the community. I, I could eventually see there being like native community tokens for each tag beyond the voice tokens. Mm. But obviously that's like a really long time away and I don't know if it'll come from block one or from uh the community it's awesome i recognize so many of these people yeah and i'm so, so jealous yeah and i'm so jealous that they get to participate in this and i cannot yet um so it's it's crazy because it, it kind of reminds me of the internet back in like the late 90s early 2000s because you don't really know who anyone is like e even these names like i half these people I talk to on like telegram and they use a different name. So, some of them, not so much, but then um, all of like the random people there, there's no uh, bi bios yet. So that that's, I guess one of the downsides, but that that's on their featureless backlog. I think they said, mm. 
But if I if you click on any of these names here, Let's like they don't have a profile. Adriana. Like it doesn't say like where they work or like a little like you know on Twitter you're allowed to like write like like 200 characters about yourself or something. Yeah. Man, she's stacking 5k. Yeah, I'm already like, I, I don't even have voice. I'm already going out and trying to find people, see what they're talking about. And this is the, the cool thing is you get to actually, at this point anyways, because there's there's so few people on the platform, you get to see what people thought would be the best thing to write on a new social media platform. Like, hey, what's what's on your mind right now? Do you know what it was? It was cats. Everyone, my first post, I only made one post. It was about cats. <laughs> one of Dan Larimer's cats. first posts were about cats. Uh, All right, let's go stop this. And so you've got, yeah. you've got your balance, you've got your thing. I like this as well. Like it's, you're not limited. So you, you put an actual big mm -hmm. um, uh, screen here, uh, a screenshot essentially, and it actually doesn't cut it up. Like it, it put the full screen size, it's nice, which yeah. is very cool. And then those that have smaller image, it actually cuts it up. So see how like the difference between the, the, the height of this post versus the first post. I like that. You got 700 for this one. Which means since I was the author, I got what, like 200 or so, 250 maybe of that. Yeah, you get you get a third, right? Yeah. Plus, uh, plus so I out voiced it myself a few times. So whenever you oh, voice your own posts, since, that's right. okay, okay, so the voice mechanics, uh, the, the first bid's like one. And then if Eve wants to bid on it, he would have to bid 1.3. When Eve bids 1.3, assuming I bid the first one, I would get my one voice token back. And then there's this 0.3 profit here. Ten, or one third of it gets burned. One third of it goes to the author. And then uh, one third burned, one third author. And then one third to the previous bidder, who, would, who was me since I was the author. Um, if you're the author and the previous bidder, it's like you're bidding at a 66% discount. If you're the author, you're always bidding at a 33% discount. But then you're voicing your own content, right? So essentially, you're trying to promote yourself. There's a cost to it, or there's a risk, inherent right. risk there's to it, right? Because you could be caught thing. voicing your own content too much. Nobody else cares. And you actually end up paying to voice your content, which is cool. Uh, you end up paying to voice your content, but nobody else cared. And so you end up paying a cost for that, which is, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what is this, Zach? Only two posts? Like writer's block over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. You got I, I was, people I, lining I up wanting to it. use voice? They're all jealous because you got access? You, you write two posts? Come on, Zach. You're going to have to take uh, some time today and write something. I will. I'm going to post this video. It's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to spam the Everything ES video that we're recording right now. Um, let me see if I can set up. Let me take control here. I got to click on Yeah, mine. go back to it. Oh, so I got rewards. Okay, so this is the reward system. So it says my current balance, and then I got outvoiced. So that post we voiced at the beginning of the show already got outvoiced, and I already made profit. I am making mad profit today. You're making mad profit. I am zero cents richer from this 1.33 <laughs> outvoiced. So you have to collect your tokens, though. So I, I, you have to collect them. I don't think they expire at this point, but I collected it there. Now it got added to my balance. Now I have... 3,740 voice tokens to do whatever I please with them. And then I'll get another hundred every day that I, I claim just like this. And one thing I noticed, obviously, because I'm clicking through screen share, there's a, there's a laggard delay, but when you click the actual, um, uh, the, the interface and the, 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 the experience or the UX is actually really, really fast. Like I'm guessing I'm even seeing slightly at a delay. So when you're clicking, it's instant. 
Someone wanted to see the weight loss section. Yeah, like this isn't even all crypto. Like people were legitimately Back trying the to be codes. experts. Nano vacation tiny home. That's awesome. Those tiny homes are really cool. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. Yeah, so 31 so, million Americans influenza this year. Looks like no Perhaps. one's on, but reading these, all these low voice posts. Um, yeah, so there's also the filter here. So you could filter by most active, most recent, most commented, most, most liked, commented, most, most liked, most voiced. Um, and I don't remember the post because I've gone through so many, but I've been reading through the comments. So one of the coolest things about voice so far is how uh, active block one has been with replying and commenting. Yeah, can you show posts. that? Yeah, let's, let's just show go that? To I, I heard that the block one staff is is like, obviously they're probably encouraged and they're probably really excited. They've been working on this product for a very long time or their colleagues have. Yeah, uh, I so heard that they're very cool. active. Elam Her actually put a good post. Where's his? Hold on. Uh, had to do with eBay right here. This is actually a really good idea, Elam Her. Uh, he basically said like once, so like this post is done. The winning voice was Johnny Lee Ellsworth. I can't click on that and see like the bid history like this. It would be wonderful to see like who bid and who outbid the next person, how much they bid for. Mm. So that was like a feature request that he had. I'll follow. I'll listen to him. We should, we should like, we should like that. But I, I agree with Elam. I know Elam. He's an awesome guy. Used to work with us uh, for a while. That's awesome. Even Dan said, look, I want to see this too. Yeah. So this is what I mean. Dan is like replying to everything. Ted Cahill, the executive vice president of Block One, just hanging out. Uh, Mark Woods, just hanging out. One, of, one of the top product managers at, at Block One. I think this, I, I don't know who this guy is, but I think he works at Block One by how frequently I'm seeing him like people's posts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Ted, like we were talking about cats before. He's been posting about cats frequently. <laughs> it, this is a very much, we need a, we need a pets or a cats uh, tag. But this is what I mean. Like, it's amazing feedback. And it's just like a great community. Like, I love communities. Like, EOS aside, like, yeah, they're not on the EOS mainnet yet. It's beta. It, it, it's, it's not feature complete. It's what we expected. But I am, it is a complete community. Like, I, I know there's going to be more people in it. But, like, I, I'm very fulfilled by using this platform. I'm enjoying the, the content that I'm reading. I'm enjoying the comments. I'm, I'm seeing other people get feedback on. I was pleased with the feedback I got on my own. Me what's your favorite features? feature like what's your favorite thing because i've been reading a lot thing. about you know good thing bad thing the gamification aspect of it for sure uh it, it's going to be totally addictive you, you figure there's eventually going to be like thousands of these channels and mm. nobody's actually going to look at all of them you're just going to go to the ones you're interested in i might go to like an eos one eventually i might go to a cats one eventually i might go to like a <laughs> pittsburgh steeler fan pittsburgh penguin fan like just think of it like reddits and subreddits yeah. And there's probably going to be one of those for every one of them, but there, there's this incentivization. So the best content will, will go to the top. And there's also ways that you could, you could, even if you're not a writer, just finding good content early, you're incentivized to do so. Like this could mm. be something I just waste time on all day, just making voice tokens <laughs> just by liking. Yeah, content. perhaps right, right now there's probably a, less than a thousand people on voice. And I'm making mm. that guess because uh, Dan I'll end the share screen for a little bit. We'll, we'll let people see us again. Way! Woo! <laughs> um, Dan Larimer has 200 people listening to him. So I'm assuming he's the most popular person. But uh, I don't think everyone's listening to him. So that's. Don't think I'm... so? So people are joining voice and not listening to Dan? Yeah, I, I guess. 20%? That's your guess? 20? I would say, I would think then that it's probably less than 1,000. I would think that there's a higher percentage than 20% of people 
joining Ver Voice and in the first few days, either not knowing how to go and follow people, and so there's probably a percentage there, and or not wanting to follow them. Yeah, I would say then there's probably closer to 500, like 40%. It's my guess. Yeah, I, I, probably. Guess. But but a big reason is, so I, let me just throw this out there. If anyone's in the US, you took the beta survey and you still have not gotten your invite, check your spam folder. Check your spam, man. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened to me. It's Valentine's Day. I'm just like, my wife comes home at like 6 p.m. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh man, I hope I get this invite at like lunchtime. So I have like a few hours to play around on it before like my wife gets home. <laughs> but then I like didn't get it, didn't get it, didn't get it. Then it's like 5.30 p.m. and I, I finally see people saying check your spam folder i checked my spam folder. yeah i finally got it uh, uh, and for those as well like people who say yeah but i it shouldn't go in spam because i got all the other instructions yeah, and that, all that the was... other emails in my regular box most people got them in their regular inbox and still the actual invite went in the the spam folder that that was why i didn't even check the spam folder because i was like well I, i've been getting like an email every single day from block one or, or from voice i mean and <laughs> i knew they're hitting my inbox and then all of a sudden uh the sign up email uh did not go to my inbox i'm just um, excited to actually have conversations with real people you can imagine on, on some days in my you know facebook instagram uh, linkedin i get hundreds of people uh, you know, asking to friend me or something like that. And what I've noticed is that oftentimes what happens is one bot gets in and then it just signals all the other bots. Hey, this person's actually letting in bots. And mm -hmm. now I'm, I, I remember at some point in Facebook, I was getting like 150, 200 requests per day. Uh, and so one of the, the things that I'm most excited about is actually having conversations with real people. I want to have conversations with real people. I don't want to waste my time having a conversation with a bot which I'm sure I've done in the past. Oh, sure. uh, so for me, that's one of the greatest things about, uh, about voice is knowing that on the other end, there's a real people, a real person who's, who's willing to stand behind whatever position they want to have. And so I think that's going to be one of the most interesting features for me, knowing that there's real people behind those, those uh, accounts. hundred percent. And uh, while talking about like the voice at game, uh, it was my first reaction too. And it's, I think I saw it in the, in the chat here is people could just create scripts to like, I'm saying how like I'm looking for Dan posts and voicing them. Yep. So people could do scripts, but how much could you really abuse that before it gets detected? So you have one identity and there's like strict ground rules. Like on Friday, the people that couldn't get into uh, voice on their own, they're kind of reading through the ground rules and some people didn't like them. Uh, What's your standard ground rules? Go check Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, and um, the number one rule, a voice is that voice is a home for edifying and thoughtful compositions. It is not a place for sexy time fun. That's the number one rule of voice people. Uh, who, came, who came up with that actual wording? That's what I want to know. <laughs> who, so, who uses the term sexy time? So other than Borat, Borat, Borat. I've never heard of sexy time before. I'm, uh, I'm interested actually, whoever's listening right now, working for block one, you got to out yourself. Just tell me who, who is it, use the word sexy time. That, that's I, I'll voice that. I'll actually go and give you some funds when I get my voice account. So uh, this is the post on Friday. So it was triggered by um, Colin Talks Crypto just explaining mm -hmm. how this moderation is not scalable. He makes a good point. All, these are a lot of rules. And like we know Facebook has a team of like, like probably thousands that moderate content. So I, I don't know how that will be scalable, but one good thing that came out of this conversation is Dan said, 
As content is posted, anyone can mirror it like Steam. You could host any content we have to take down. All takedown is transparent and accountable. So imagine a team like EOS Nation had uh, on the EOS mainnet just basically replicating the voice chain so that even if block one were to delete a post and prune it from their database, it would still be openly available on, on the public network yeah. or any other EOS IO chain people would want to mirror this to. So in that mm. sense, it can be censorship resistance. It's just not going to be on Voices blockchain, but it could be on yeah. anyone else's blockchain. Um, yeah. And to go back to that, uh, Dan, one of his first posts is a big thank you from the voice team. And he gave some insights, um, basically said how they had to go through GDPR and SEC. And I'll, I'll just read this outright. <clears throat> For those outside the voice team, you should know that the minimal interface you see today is just the tip of the iceberg. Behind the scenes, there is a robust infrastructure involving two blockchains, one for securing personal information and another that will eventually be made public. Designing voice to be compliant with GDPR required extensive care to enable all text and images to be pruned from our servers while still allowing cryptographic validation of all content. We build a robust system for content addressable storage that works behind the scenes to ensure that all content from our servers is rendered on your screen with cryptographic integrity. So that, that tells us a lot in that mouthful. It tells us that there's, there's two blockchains. We knew this is multi-chain. One's mm -hmm. private, has private data. And then one's public that could be mirrored by any public EOSIO chain. Anyone could probably write a smart contract that could use an Oracle, maybe, maybe a liquid Oracle, that could mirror Whoa. the voice chain once it's public, uh, which it, it should be public soon, hopefully. And then from there, you could just mirror it onto any blockchain you want. It's going to be censorship resistant because if block one deletes it, it's still there. Uh, mm -hmm. User data is private. I, I don't know how that's going to work, but maybe there will be a way to like make your data portable. So this private data, what if it becomes portable and interoperable with other voice-like platforms? Because at the end of the mm -hmm. day, I think voice is just going a, a client, one of many clients that we're going to see. Mm -hmm. And it'd be great if you could have a portable profile that you could whether bring it completely with you or just mirror it to somewhere else. But well, the analogy that I liked a while back was um, and, and they kind of hinted at this. So I, I'm just speculating at this point. I don't know if that's if that's really the case. But once I submit my KYC data after a period of time, there's no there's no need really for them or whoever to actually hold on to my data anymore. So it can be deleted. Mm -hmm. So the, the analogy that I liked a while back was when you're going into a club, you're going to bar some of that and somebody, you know, the bouncer at the door is checking your ID. Once you're in the club, you got your stamp on your hand. Your ID is never checked ever again. And so you could actually, you know, throw out, you could lose your ID. It doesn't matter because you've got that stamp of approval. So once you're on voice and you're, you've effectively, effectively just said that you are a real person, um, that data can be deleted. But now the fact that you've got a voice account can be used as KYC for something else. So I could potentially build an application and look to see whether or not you have a voice account, link it through a cryptographic hash. And if you indeed have a voice account, then I, I now can make the assumption that you've got, you know, you've gone through the KYC process and use that as my KYC without ever actually having access to your, your, your data. Uh, so I can see that this is kind of just a stepping stone to what other applications will be able to leverage uh, in, in getting, you know, rid of bots, whatever, on their applications or on their platforms. All right. Uh, I, I, I'm all, we were all over the place today. I think people enjoyed it. We were. We have 80 people live right now. Thank you to all 80 That's people. That's awesome. Yeah, thank this you. Chat. This is amazing. Um, but I just wanted to point this out. I think you hit on it. I, I, I tweeted this out the other day. 
And basically they said, they're, they're talking about the KYC, how it requires KYC. And they said, in fact, just like media, we think that verification needs a rework too. Patients mm. were working on it. And we know they're working on it because we've seen their identity patent. We have a pretty good idea of how it's yeah. going to work. Uh, I personally wanted it to be there for day one of the beta, but that, that's okay. I know for a hundred percent fact it's being worked on. Uh, but the other, the other piece of this is the other highlighted is that it says that the KYC's data is deleted after a period of time. Mm. Uh, and it's also being done by a third party. So uh, uh, block one, I don't even know if they have access to it. Typically um, they would not. So but, typically, I mean, we at EOS Nation did a similar thing where a uh, KYC provider would look at your information. We never have access to it. But what we had was a hash from that KYC provider that proves that you did the KYC. So I know that you've done KYC. I know that they have your information, but I never have access to your information. So then, I mean, you, you're right. You, you, uh, what was that KYC provider called? I forget. You, Altcoinomy. Yeah, uh, so it was for them. the DAP, uh, the, the DAP token cell mm -hmm. and actually the text token cell as well. Yeah, I remember it from the checks. Uh, what was I going to pull up here? I had one more thing I wanted to pull up, pull up that I'm super bullish about, and that is what they're doing at Voice post beta launch. So I found this on LinkedIn. Uh, for those who follow this show, you know that I regularly pull up the careers page on Block One because it's, it's always giving you insight on what their next steps are. Uh, but these jobs weren't posted on Block One, they're posted on LinkedIn. And they're actually being promoted posts on LinkedIn. So all these positions, I'm looking at the VP of communications for voice. They're hiring all new executive teams and it's in, uh, where does it say? I, I thought somewhere it said Brooklyn. So this one says New York yeah. city. I've seen New York other city ones. metropolitan said, area. Uh, there's already 163 applicants for the VP of communications. Uh, they obviously have a job description. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but they clearly state well-funded which we are a well-funded startup. Yeah, the one this is a huge advantage. I, I think uh, one of our uh, one of our founders, Steph, wrote uh, a post, a Twitter post, a while back, talking about how how Block One is uniquely positioned in the crypto space and the advantage that we gave them uh, throughout the token sale. The fact that they're able, the, the fact that they they are well funded and they're able to really focus on the product and they don't have to pander to try and get more funding is huge. Yeah. Uh, it, it it just means that they can put their head down, they can work without having to hype anything. They're well funded. That's that's extremely important. We've given them a a, a superpower. They're good for a period of time. So we know that they'll be able to actually work on products and work on, on designs and, and really improve or, or work on the vision that they're trying they're trying to fulfill, that they're trying to put out there for a sustained period of time. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And it's in New York City. So let's just think about their offices. Like we knew about Hong Kong. We knew about Blacksburg. Yep. The Arlington office is huge. Washington. We, we, the, yeah, Washington, D.C. Arlington office. It's huge. Uh, I, I met a lot of the people that work out of that office, they, they just hired a director of education. They're building out a full certification program and specking mm -hmm. out like the scope of that thing. Uh, they're working with the community. I know for a fact that there's probably like five or six uh, teams in Black or in Washington, D.C. or Arlington this week giving feedback on EOSIO to Block One. Uh, pretty much, if, if you know a Block Producer team that's probably doing enterprise work, they're probably part of that group uh, because that's what the focus is on. Like we talked about uh, that blockchain uh, replacing database post that Dan made. 
th that's where they're headed. And, and voice is going to be that example of that enterprise application. If you're going to an enterprise as a software developer and you're trying to like convince them that they should build on EOSIO, they're going to say, okay, what else is built on EOSIO? And you could say, oh, well, there's this voice thing. We could show it to you. It's got a million users or however many yeah. users it has a couple months from now and just show like this is scalable and it, it, yeah. it's, it's ready. Uh, it's not I, even I the just what do you have is if I wanted to build an enterprise, how would I build it? So I've, I've, I don't have another example of how to build a large scale enterprise on a blockchain or using or leveraging the blockchain. Well, look, here you go. Here's the architectural blueprint for how you would want to build an application of scale, a large scale enterprise application, leveraging blockchain. Here you go. We've got one as a flagship product and it's being used. And here, you know, if, if people have concerns of, well, is it scalable? Can it handle the transaction throughput, blah, 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 blah. All of that, you're able to use your own product as, as a, an example. And it's a real life product. People yeah. under understate uh, or underestimate the power of having something run live with actual human interaction. Because how it behaves on a testnet or how theoretically it should behave versus how it does behave in the wild, completely different things. Phoenix just asked, I'm, I'm answering like all of Phoenix's questions. What do you, <laughs> what do you see as the role mainnet will have for future applications like voice? I'll let you answer this because I got to look something up that ties into this. I've, I've, got my, I've got my ideas. So it's, it's a really good question because I spent a lot of time uh, thinking about this. For me, I think that mainnet will play a role in the, um, in the settlement layer uh, because of the liquidity of the EOS token. Uh, you know, being one of the most liquid tokens out there, uh, as well as the identity layer. So if I want to have an account, having the account on the mainnet is worth something and having access to that liquidity on the mainnet and doing that settlement layer on the mainnet is worth something. What I mean by the settlement layer is if I'm going to have any value attached to a particular token, I want that value personally, this is just me. I want that value to be decentralized. So I might not care if my likes are decentralized or, or there, maybe the like is on a private server or is on a private, uh, permission chains. But what I want though, is that my, my, the value, my asset, I want that to be decentralized. I want that to be on the mainnet. Uh, so I think that those two things, the identity layer and the settlement layer would be attached to, uh, the mainnet. But again, just, my my guess on what I think is going to happen. And just that alone requires, if we're talking about scaling an application and we're going back to the first part of the show with flooding conditions, if you've got something like voice running in the background, even just doing those two functions, we're talking about still a massive amount of transactions. Uh, and so when block one said a while back, you know, we need the mainnet to be performance and governance ready, uh, yeah, even, even with just those two functions, we need the, the mainnet to be able to handle some massive throughput. And the mainnet is moving in that direction as, as shown that is able to, 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 I guess, have the consensus mechanisms to be able to improve uh, and make modifications on, on a snap of a dime multiple times a day if, if required. Um, I'm trying to... Peter K made this application that I don't think we've even talked about publicly yet. And it's probably not even oh. going to work here, but this is one of the ideas that I see for voice on not just a mainnet, but it could be on any chain. So this is like a work in progress. It's probably not even going to work, but it's something at, at, we built with dappiness on dap. It's called mosaic. And what it is, is it basically lets you upload images to create like a, a, a mosaic. Basically you could upload images to it. But what's unique about it is you could log in from any blockchain that, well, 
a couple blockchains. We have Ethereum, EOS, Tron, and IOST. Plus, you can create a liquid account. Or so if I'm on EOS right now, I could use a Scatter Wallet. Uh, but if I was on like IOST, I'd have these two wallets. Um, but whatever. I'm gonna I'm just gonna use the the liquid account because I don't want you guys to see my wallet names. Uh, <laughs> so one, once you're in here, I'm logged in using um, my liquid account. I'm going to upload an image. And then what it allows you to do is it allows you to store the hash. So it's gonna pin this image to IPFS and then it lets me decide where I wanna store the hash to that image. I could store it on any blockchain that I want, but on the client here, which is my Zik, it pull, it, it's querying all of the blockchains and looking for all of the, the, uh, the pin posts that, that are made here. So you could basically store the proof on whatever blockchain you want. So there's no, like you don't have to be a maximalist. You could use, this is a multi-chain app. It, it's, it's really a work in progress and I don't think it's going to work here. But that's essentially what it does. And eventually there could be incentivization models in there where maybe you got to like uh, outbid people or, or pay a little bit or have a leaderboard of what blockchain has the most images uploaded. It, it's really not going to work. It's, it's very much a work in progress. And this is why we haven't shared it publicly yet. Um, but that's the concept is it lets you basically store an IPFS and post your hash to any different blockchain. And I could very easily see that being something with voices. Maybe you want to store your hashes or proofs to somewhere else. Or you want to mirror your private data to a different blockchain that, that, that they can't censor. We, we saw that voice and block one could essentially ban you if they want to, they could delete your account. But what if you uh, had a mirror of that account or like a hash or like a, I, I don't know exactly what it would be, but a way that even if block one were to ban your account, you still have your, all, all of your information associated with your account, all of your images you have uploaded, all of your posts you've ever made, you could have that completely mirrored on any, any blockchain using like an IPFS uh, store, stored data. I, I don't know how the um, voice one works. It has content addressable storage, but I'm not sure if it's IPFS. But I, I could see them allowing it to be multi-blockchain, just a, a shot in the dark. I, I can't wait to show, show that Mosaic app when it actually works. It's probably a little early to be showing that off. But. So uh, I'm just reading the contents here, and I see, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but I guess MS... Cavs fan, so Mrs. Cavs fan, perhaps. I think sometimes we forget how much RAM B1 owns. This is a very, very good point. So when I talk about accounts and the identity layer being on the mainnet, they've got 32 gigs worth of RAM. That buys a lot of accounts for people, right? Mm -hmm. And why would you want an account on the mainnet? Well, maybe because of that settlement layer, maybe at some point you want to have that, that particular function tied to your account. So that's, that's kind of where I'm going with that as well. It's a very good observation, Mrs. Cavs fan. Or I think it's Miss Caps fan. <laughs> NS Caps fan. I, I think we went through all the topics, Eve. I think we've been going. People are loving this, though. We got still got 77 awesome. people with us. 77 man. people. This is awesome. Thank you very much for joining uh, in. This is great. Something else cool. Man, I, I'm just like, I'm going through all my stuff that I didn't think we we're going to talk about. I thought this was really cool. It's um, uh, a promoted post. So this is on Twitter. Cheney Moore shared this with me, a screenshot that voice is running ads on Twitter. So I'm assuming that they're running them everywhere, probably on Facebook too. Uh, so that's good. I mean, something so obvious, but like, if you don't see it, you don't know that they're doing it. We saw that they're running ads on, on LinkedIn for hiring employees. Like that's something so common, but it's just nice to see it. 
And I think yeah, sometimes people, people, when morale's down, they just need to remind it of it. There's so much going yeah, well, on. And it gives you an insight in potentially what they're working on. Like you said, and you're, you're really good at that. You go and check to see you're, you're, you're like the, 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 the perfect stalker. You go and see what it is they're hiring for. And it really gives you an insight on what they're building. Right. And then you exactly. go see on who they hired and where they worked. And you can then make the link on, ah, maybe there's going to be these partnerships or maybe it's going to integrate that kind of function. Uh, exactly. Awesome for that. Awesome for that. Uh, they just, yeah, they actually just got a new careers page. I'm, I'm pulling it up now to see if there's anything. Oh, new careers page. Uh, I know that they they they're hiring quite a bit of people, um, and, and that the team is growing consistently. And I think that the 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 right approach for them and what they've been doing is they hired and and people kind of gave them flack for this. They started hiring at a very slow pace. Uh, but they were working out their HR systems. They're working out what kind of people they want to hire. They, you don't want to hiring somebody is extremely um, uh, complicated. Is not the right word. It's a tedious process to hire somebody, and investing a lot of time in hiring people to then only let them go uh, is is a waste of time. So taking your time to hire the right people and then scaling accordingly is uh, is part of your foundations that you want to get right the first time. And we saw that. Block one was slow at the onboarding. It took a while before they, you know, started building that team, but they got the right people in place. And now we're seeing the the speed at which now they're hiring people, which is just amazing. The the level of work that that, that block one is doing behind the scenes cannot be uh underestimated. Cannot be is that the the right word? Sometimes I get these French kind of brain farts uh yeah cannot be understated can under cannot be understated the the level of work that they're doing the amount of work that they're doing that you just don't get to see i get a glimpse of it as a blog producer zach gets a glimpse of it from his perspective and, and from his you know point of view where he's coming from everybody gets kind of these little snippets and when you combine all of that together ridiculous amounts of words going on at, at block one i'm super bullish mm-hmm. uh Someone just asked if I'm going to... And not be overstated. Thank you very much, Chuck. (laughs) So that's the problem with these live streams with the timestamps. I am not going to go watch this live stream again. So I just want to put out a bounty here. I will pay... What's EOS at today? I'll pay 20 bucks of EOS to whoever wants to do timestamps on this article. First person to message me. First person that messages me on Telegram at BlockchainZach with a full list of topics and timestamps from this video, I will send $20 equivalent of EOS. So that's just because I I think we're going to need it. We went through so much stuff here uh, that that'd be very useful. I think so. You're going to send 20 EOS with $20 worth of EOS to whoever timestamps the whole video first. I'll match that. So whoever does that, and I I won't be part of the process. So whoever Zach decides gets the 20 bucks, I'll match that. You're going to get $40 worth of EOS. But you got to be first. So if if you're working on it, (laughs) you got to be first. Yeah. If if you're working on it, like just message me and say, like, hey, I'm working on it. Please reserve it. And if you're friends with me, then I'll probably just give you the benefit (laughs) of the doubt. But this bounce, yeah, just check with me. I don't want someone to do a bunch of work and not do it. So just message me. Don't measure in fiat. Don't measure in fiat. I I just match whatever Zach does. All right. All right. So So whatever Zach's doing, I'll match. Four four EOS. Four four EOS case, I'll match. So you're going to get 80 EOS total, whatever that's worth right now. You might have got screwed there, but sorry, guys. (laughs) Hopefully it goes up. (laughs) All right. um, 
I think we got to close out here. Unless you want to keep going. Our, our crowd's dying down. We're down to 73. We're losing momentum. No, we're losing. Okay, I think it's time to go out on a high. This is really good. Thank you very much for inviting me. I love the energy. I love the... I just like talking about EOS. I, too, I wake up. I'm super passionate about this ecosystem. For those who don't know, like folks at EOS Nation, we don't get paid. We actually... We put everything back in the ecosystem. And it's been like that for two years uh, and more. Uh, and so we're just really passionate about this. We want to see this for the long term. We're fortunate enough to be able to do this. Like this is not something that everybody can do. Uh, we are able to do it and we just love doing it. Basically, I wake up every morning with very few hours worth of sleep. Like I said earlier, like three hours, four hours last night. And I just love doing this. This is awesome. I'm so happy to be, you know, be able to, to be part of this, this ecosystem, this, this community. Uh, and then being able to share it with Zach as well is awesome. Like other people that clearly are so passionate about this, uh, it just, it makes my day. Like, this is just awesome. That's how the show got started. I mean, it was me and Rob, like these passionate conversations, like even I just had for the last hour and a half, we were having these every day in the office at ICO like two years ago. And we just started recording it for the podcast. This is exactly what Eve and I did. Eve woke up, this whole call started <laughs> at 8 a.m. your local time. And yeah, like seven forty-five. We... <laughs> I went to bed at four, four thirty last night. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of prep. Like I had some notes put together, but like I knew that we were just going to be able to wing this thing. And I, when I say wing it, I mean it in the best way possible because I knew we we're just so passionate and knowledgeable that this is just like a conversation that we could just as easily have had in private, but we had it in public for all of you to enjoy. Yeah. I hope you. I hope you guys gained a lot from it. I hope everyone who hasn't gotten their voice beta or who is not in the United States and. Won't, that doesn't really have a timeline on it. I hope you're so able jealous. to enjoy uh, some, some of this today. Um, I'll, I'll probably come back in a, a, another couple of days or a week and do some more voice feedback. Maybe do like a round table, bring Peter K and James Mart on to give feedback on voice. But I, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, until next time, I'm Zach Gall. I'm Yves Laos. And this is everything is everything Eos? Go, 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 we gotta work on that one. <laughs> Leave a comment and see you guys next time. Subscribe, peace out.